Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. An Erios production. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill Hitler? Would I take the promotion at work? With strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones! Hi everyone and welcome to The The Big Big Ones! Each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical decisions to relationship problems to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be complicated to discuss, but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? Jessica Jessica Chaffin. Oh, I doubt it. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes just were glazed over during that. I was so so impressed by the choreography of it all. Yeah, I know. We've been doing this podcast for a really long time now. But also you you two have a great dynamic to begin with. So it's sort of like... Really, it all just it just it's like gels. watching magic. It it's like watching um, a magician. It's it was. like Lucy it was and like, Ethel. Yeah. It was like watching close-up magic when yes. you can't see the seams at all. Oh my god! But you're just dazzled by it. A close-up magician. A close-up magician can get into my soul. He can hmm. get into my psyche, and I can remember that time we at the magic castle that uh-huh. that close-up magician was doing. Because here's what they do. They just come up and well, this guy did. He was the he was the most brilliant man I've ever seen. Oh my god! And he <laughs> magician sorry. in a in a suit that hadn't been dry cleaned. For yes, two and a half it was weeks. this guy. We were waiting for the valet, and he, well, just... he only wears it once a week when he goes to the magic castle. So, <laughs> so two and a half years, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll amend that. <laughs> but we were waiting for the valet, and he just kind of walked up and he said, "Hey, um, you want to you want to see you want to see some magic?" Like he said it in this way that was just like, "I don't have to," but like I think you guys might enjoy this. And we were like, yeah, we'd love to. And he started doing the smallest movements with like this pack of cards or something or with a coin and just no, no surprise on his face. Nothing that that would make you think he's doing something crazy, but he was doing something magical. And then he was just like, all right, well, thanks. And walked away. Yeah, that That's is what a close-up a magician subtle, does. A subtle ma- close-up magician. Oh, my God. Yeah. No flourish. Not no like flourish. my uncle Steve who has, um, he'll always try. He's a lawyer by day, magician by night. Mm-hmm. And he'll always try to do some sort of subtle close-up magic at first, but then it will fail. So then he pulls out um, his fire wallet, which is a wallet that he goes, oh, man, my, I paid so much for my daughter's wedding. I'm all out of money. And he opens up his wallet and it bursts into flames. Oh, Steve. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I've seen it. It is, is good. Is it people appreciate this? Well, am or are I, they in, tired of it yet? Do, what about what what if his wallet actually did catch on fire and no one would believe him? <laughs> right. That's the thing. That, if he said, Oh my god, wolf. my wallet's on yeah, fire. That's then, the trouble with magic. <laughs> you yeah. never know. It's true. If yeah, um people don't know when where the line is. No, they don't. But I think we're getting to a point in our culture where we're we're starting to draw that line. <laughs> Between magic, and but now there's so much illu- so much illusionism. Or what is real? It. Well, no, I just mean like oh. so many people putting themselves <laughs> in boxes above freeways, and uh, you know all that. Yeah, dumb dare stuff. to dream. Yeah, if Holding I their breath for twelve and a half minutes and then not be, you know, do you believe they actually do that, or do you believe they get into the box and then they crawl out, and then there's just like a mannequin in there? Or well, something? I haven't. Wait, there was some television show I watched once, which kind of went behind the scenes of something like that, and they had a little oxygen tube. Oh, they did. Yeah. So oh. all magic is just How tricks. No, girl, you can't think like that. <laughs> some of it's tricks. Some of it's training. Some of it's miracles. Some of it's God. I know, no one can hold their breath for twelve minutes. Sure, they can. Okay. Well, yeah. I sh- yes. Divers, uh, rock divers. They can hold what their breath. What are rock divers? Um, I don't <laughs> know. You throw I don't, a rock into the ocean. I don't know. <laughs> they dive around rocks, um, like people that go to the bottom of the ocean for abalone. 
and stuff they like that. They hold their breath. There's actually for a whole culture minutes. of women in Japan. Mm, I've I believe, heard of this. Who are pearl divers? I think, um, and they are all trained. And can hold their breath for, I don't know how long, seven minutes, something like that. I don't know what the long, I don't know what the like Guinness Book of World Record for uh, breath holding is, but I'm pretty sure supposedly David Blaine did that when he was working on one of his tricks, like, you know, worked on his lung capacity to the best of his ability. I just think that's fake though. Maybe not the pearl diver. That's training. But but if he's got an oxygen tube, I mean... I'll go do. I'll go sleep in a box for two, for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, well, how much? Yeah. yeah. Where's sure, the right. like? Where's the like shit compartment in the box? You know, like, that's it's always other, a, yeah. that's loose some other training box. that yeah. you have to do. But at the end of the day, you can't blame him. No. <laughs> what about do you like Chris Angel? No, you don't. Wow, that was no. a strong reaction. What's your history? What's to like? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know the stage presence. I don't no, know. I'm not. I don't like. I don't trust men. That take mm-hmm. that long to put jewelry on in the morning. How do you know how long it takes them to put on jewelry? Because I know how long it takes to put a ring on and take it off. But myself. you're not a magician. You think they just levitate onto yes. his fingers? Well, that's how he, he just might, snaps what... his fingers and they all appear. <laughs> they all come at him. He he his hands are a magnet, and the, yeah. the, the he probably the... did that. He probably like inserted magnets into himself, and so when he wakes Wolverine, up in the morning, basically, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Bad hair that he has just decided on. I don't know. I don't like I don't anybody like that it. doesn't adjust their look a little bit. I like. So you I like agree. a cheesy? I like like you a like a mesmerizer. Island. You like someone that's gonna like yes. I hypnotize like you. I like someone I know I shouldn't be trusting. Um, mm. Yet they're in front of me. And bad boy of magic. That's what you like. <laughs> but like a Long Island bad boy of magic. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm. He's like, go ahead, look in the box. No, you don't yeah, want to. You, you don't. You don't no, want to look in the it's box. It's not for you. Don't worry about I it. I like it. I don't know. I, I'm just, there's something intriguing about it. <laughs> you, like the, you, you like he's a working class magician. Yes. Kind of? yes. Yeah, he's like, like the Bruce Springsteen of the oh my magic God. world. Yeah. Poor Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> One time when I was like on a trip to New York City with my family, to, uh, I was like nine. Um, there was this, this street magician and he was more of like um like a panhandler. Uh, but he was doing this act. And when I was a kid, I would get called on to like be in like volunteer a lot in sh- things Wait, like I think I just have a face like I could be duped also like, you would raise your hand I would definitely raise <laughs> yeah. my hand but it was it was and like, you were like a beautiful little blonde girl <laughs> who was perfect for the show yeah like I would yeah. be but like yeah. they were like she's not gonna st- cause waves you know, right, she's gonna right, go right. with the flow. But anyway, so little they, did they know about <laughs> your mischievous nature. <laughs> well, they the whole activism. There's this big circle surrounding me. And the guy was doing like, I think he had like a wand or he was pulling like scarves out. So he was doing this thing where he was pulling scarves out of like my sleeve. <sighs> and then he pulled it all the way out and held it up. And there was this big bra. And like the gag was that he had to like taken <laughs> off your my bra. bra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was so embarrassed and ashamed. <laughs> so I was in Boston this weekend and I went to Quincy Market. Have you ever been there? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. They have these things called bull carts, which are what you think of as like... A cart you can push around that you see in a mall that has, you know, spirally dream catchers on it or lobster stuffed animals or whatever. Like what Tia Tamara's mom on Sister Sister got at the mall in Sister Sister. She was running a push cart in a mall? Yes, I believe so. She said, I got a store at the mall in one episode and then they all go to the mall to see her store. But actually it's it's a, it's a, it's one of the. A kiosk. Yeah, it was a kiosk. Exactly. Yeah. Do you remember that? Um, no, it was a shocking episode. It really turned mm. turned network TV on its head. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it turned that family upside down at least for half an episode. <clears throat> Imagine your mom telling you you got a she got a store and then being like, "Where are the walls?" Yeah. Was that the premise that they, everyone was mad at their mom for lying? <laughs> I mean, it just makes her an absolute fabulous. No, I think it. I think it was about um, kind of like sh- expectations, like that came up short. It was kind of about disappointment, the human experience at the end of the day. Wow. Yeah, but also about can you trust your own mother? Like, remember yes. all that stuff she told us? Was that true too? But it was Jack Hay, so like they couldn't yeah. take anything she was saying too seriously. Nothing better than Jack Hay, the greatest. <laughs> she is the greatest. Mary, <laughs> oh Mary, your dress is so. <laughs> all right, so what happened at the sister sister oh, push Mary, I can't go down. I used to just love her on two two seven. The point is, we get there and there's already some street performers doing their act, and it's like two guys with a ladder. It's street theater. So it's like 
acrobatics slash magic. It's not magic. They're just hyping themselves. Mm-hmm. They're, they're like, for our mm-hmm. next feat, you know, like that. Right. They're like, kind they're of. like doing a somersault while pulling flowers out of their hat. Yeah, but there wasn't any, <laughs> there weren't any scarves or the prop was the, la- the getting the crowd to come in and hold the ladder and, and then what would they will climb we do it? next? And oh yeah, more like acrobatics. Yeah, so the finale. Mac- Magicrobatics. Macrobatics. Macrobatic. <laughs> they were macrobiotic. And they would just sit there and eat a and eat a bowl in front of you yeah. that had no grains mm. at all. Oh, well, that's the true magic. And is when a quinoa, well, the real magic was when they were full. They stopped eating. Oh, oh God, that's <laughs> why you gotta pour water on it. The magic of all macrobiotics. No, diet coke. That's a, I growing up, I heard that Lindsay Lohan. No, I heard it was water. Salt. No, Lindsay Lohan at the salt. end of her meal. The, oh, really? The minute she's done, she dumps her diet coke on her <laughs> plate. Wow, I believe that completely. That's like an old anorexic trick. Yeah. The other one is salt. You just pour salt all over it, and mm-hmm. then you can't eat it anymore. But to me, that makes the food taste better. No, no, girl. like dump a salt shaker. So what did they do? So I knew we were in trouble when they announced that their name was the Red Pants Brigade. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. they were just wearing red pants. Oh, they had. You know what they'd done? They'd eaten some swords. Oh, like it was that kind uh, of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. magic. Mm, no, that's careless, Amanda. <laughs> And so they were up the top of the ladder and it was like for our big finale. And while they're at the top of the ladder, they start giving their sales pitch about how much money people should leave for them. Okay. It was a good four minutes long, the sales pitch. $5 was basically the minimum that they were willing to accept. <gasps> yeah. And they also said, "You're if you give us less than $5, you're telling us we didn't do a good job. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it was just so like, I was like, I cannot get into a relationship with these two. I'm already in so many relationships that right. are so complicated in my life. Mm-hmm. Like This sounds a lot like the way Marie and I do our asks for yeah, our Patreon you're money. You're kind of yeah, describing. Probably. Yeah, that's really what we How do. It feels. It's really aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure. It was super aggressive and it ruined the end of the show. And they were like, and then they were kind of like harshing on the people that chose to walk away. And I was like, you've literally bored us to death now. And then okay, their big yeah. move was they had a lot of core strength. So they just kind of hung off sideways, the side of the uh, the ladder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was windy. Yeah. Like they were flags. Well, maybe this <laughs> is a good, like, like not Maybe this is a good segue to do our own Red Pants Brigade ask. Okay. So when we do this ask, yeah, we do this at the top of the episode. <laughs> so when we're doing oh, this, imagine Maria and I and Jessica as well in red pants. Were they topless? Uh, one of them had a black tank top on and the other one, as I mentioned, was topless with the giant zit. I'd like the, the tank top. <laughs> of course you would. <laughs> Fine. I'll take the zit. And then you can be the ladder, Jessica. I'll be the ladder. Okay, so we're hanging off of Jessica in red pants. And go ahead, Maria. And look. Look. (laughs) And tell me if this is kind of how they would have done it. Yeah. Guys, we do do this every week. Yeah. And this is like, we're putting ourselves out there for you guys. We're we're taking time. We're, we're, you know, coming out here. And the least you could do, the least you guys could do is rate and review us. We are giving you free premium content consistently every single week. And in order for this to continue, you must rate and review. And if you want, no, you have to, you must join our Patreon. You have to. And for as little as a dollar. But if you give only a dollar, I mean, you should really be giving 10% of your income tithing that's right what do they get oh oh great question two bonus episodes a month a month yes yeah why do you say it <laughs> like and, that and well how much are they what do you mean how, how much? much is the patreon to join as little as a dollar so for as little as a dollar you don't have a number that you're just like for five dollars or more you can have two extra episodes no oh Mm. I'm never, well, I, never we we bu- I never said we were I never said we were businessmen. But I we mean, just- we literally are businessmen, <laughs> we though. We were no. businessmen. I think you did. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Join our Patreon. <laughs> subscribe. I mean, please. that's a bargain. That's what we keep saying. Yeah. And uh, this is the weird part. We got to 400 Patreon subscribers. No, we've got. I think more than that. 
but we got 400 reviews on on apple but here's the thing i'll look at some of these other shows and they'll have like 12.5 thousand maybe they've been doing it for seven years i don't think a lot of these i don't think so i mean we've been doing this now for three years two years i'm sorry but we should have two we should have 2500 sorry okay so if we don't get to 2500 reviews very aggressive by january then we're stopping the podcast that's it that we're done okay we're done and we'll be on this ladder this that entire time (laughs) but honestly we are they were a little nicer about it they they? were yeah they were well they weren't women though so So you thought they were being nice so true (laughs) (laughs) it didn't sound as gruff coming out of their voices no it just sounded this is the thing though sometimes i feel like people in our lives i think they are exempt from having to give us reviews so you better do it i'm not gonna leave a review come on it's just not my way that is so sick. Somebody said to me, accused me that I was going to leave a Yelp review today. I said, absolutely not. <gasps> Why? What happened? I don't crowdsource. Did you That's have a not bad my thing. customer tell service you right experience? Now, I will tell you right now, I 100% participate in crowdsource apps and I do not contribute any data at all. It is not Waze's business where I'm going on a okay, given day. That's fair. Oh, like Hazard in the Road. Did you see it? And I'm like, what else you want to know? Exactly. Did I, I see it outside see. where I get my bikini waxed? Is that what you're asking? Okay. And then you're going to sell that information? Mm-hmm. No. Next so you, thing you know, there's yeah. a crowd of people waiting for you. We're, right? Should we get to our little big <gasps> yes, one? Yes. Yeah. I'm dying to hear this. Well, I don't have a solution for it. Okay, that's great. That's, that's where, where we come here. in. And, I, and the solution, it goes back to doing a thing I try not to do, which is double booking. Oh, like on accident? Like I'm a chronic, I used to be a chronic double booker. I see. Uh, meaning like, oh, I always felt like if somebody invited me to something, they didn't care too much if I came or I didn't come. So I would be oh. like, oh, okay, I've got this on sa- this or this on Saturday. But it wasn't really like I was looking for the best option. It was just like, oh, that was nice of them to invite me. But no one invites me to anything anymore. Um, but uh, so I never, I always think that's much like the podcast review thing. It's like, some people believe, oh, it's the, people love my company and it's great when I show up. And I think I'm a fun addition to any party. Yeah. But I don't think that the host really cares whether I come or not. I see. So you'll like RSVP <clears throat> yes to two conflicting events and then just. Well, be- not anymore, but that's something I used to do yeah. a while ago. You Mrs. Doubtfire it is what you're saying. But then when you Never end up going. It. What? What? Never seen it. Really? I almost watched it on the plane last week and I was like, I just can't. Well, at the end, let me just tell you, at the end, he's supposed to have a very important business dinner with um, um, someone he, he wants to get a job from. And then he's also, and that's him as, as the guy. Yeah. And then he's also supposed to be Mrs. Doubtfire at a very important family event at the same restaurant. Yeah. So my God, does he have to do the runaround when he has to go in and out of the bathroom changing clothes from Mrs. Doubtfire back to um, wh- whatever the man, man uh, table to table? Well, I'm in the exact same situation. Yeah. That's yeah. a classic uh, Peter Brady is what that is. I don't know if you ever watched the Brady Bunch. I've seen but it, yeah. He had two girls and he had two dates at the same time. Yes. Yeah. But this is not something that I, happened intentionally because I don't, I wouldn't dare his feet to a big party and then also RSVP to another party. Like, I wouldn't do that. But anyway, I don't do this anymore because it's not nice. And also, like, it's, you know, angst-provoking. Okay, so you would do it on purpose where you were just like... I used to just be like, oh, okay, cool. Somebody invited me to dinner and then there's this other thing. But uh, absolutely, if someone was having, like, a dinner party, I'm, I'm going to... You're not going to no-show no, to a you dinner gotta party. G- and you got to give them that number and that notice and all, yeah. all that yeah. stuff. But it's just something you do when you're young where you're like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, there's a concert and there's another thing. Yeah, I've done that. I have been guilty of that where there'll be, like, two activities on a Saturday night, so I kind of half commit to each one. I'll be yeah. Yeah. like oh i'm gonna see i've got this other thing but let me see and then i say the same thing to the let, other yes one. i would i would always say like let me see or i'll let you yeah. know or... and then you're kind of keeping it open like i'm gonna see what i feel like on the day but what i usually end up doing is not going to either because mm-hmm. if i have an out from a social obligation like any sort of tiny You'll out i'll it. take it yeah yeah so that's what the danger of that is yeah. for me i have a family th- party basically that's not true that's not what it is it's a, I have these godparents 
and they wanted to go see this show. And I got the tickets for the show. But when I booked it with them, I said to them, it'll depend on work whether I can come because everything always depends on work. So I may not be, I mean, I, they don't live in the same city as me. They live far away. So I was like, you know, have a third person in your, in your pocket, but I would love to go with you. At the same time, so then I, but I bought the tickets and I booked it and everything and it's my gift to them for their birthday. They both have birthdays within a month, within a month of each other. And the other thing is that a good friend of mine is having his 40th birthday, mm. but he's having a weekend away that weekend. So his birthday is actually tomorrow and he, then he's having a weekend away. And so when I, they, they asked, I don't know which thing happened first, but I think we were like, yeah, we'd love to go away for your birthday. Like mm -hmm. we're in, just let us know. And then those things, I really can't remember how they happened at the same time, but they ended up being the same weekend. Mm. Like, let's say they told us save the date five months ago, and then I bought these tickets because there was only certain weekends that worked for the elderly people. And there was only certain weekends that the singer was going to be in the show, like, and they wanted to see him. And so now I'm kind of like, oh, shit, what do I do? Because the... 40th birthday friend is a very good friend and is the kind of friend who's incredibly generous and doesn't ask anybody for anything mm. and wouldn't really ask you to show up, but it would mean a lot to him to show up. Yeah. And the other people are much older. And so that's a thing. Yes. Yeah. So what did you do? Oh, mm. you have this is on. No. So at the moment I've done nothing because I kept thinking like well work is going to decide this for me hoping that maybe something would come up and you wouldn't be available yeah for if, either if i no, if i get, have a job and it shoots in la then i can go to the 40th birthday i see but you couldn't travel the other show is out of the country this is the kind of issue that would keep me up at night it's not great yeah it sucks it's but really bothering me because yeah. i genuinely love both of these people so much so i would it's rare that I have a situation that I would really want to be in both in two places right. at once. That, you gotta book something. You have to book something. I know. We, How? I mean, uh, we could, we could. Could you put this out to your Patreon? Yeah, crowd? yeah. Like, what kind of work are you looking for? Uh, usually <laughs> acting. Yeah, but, but is there anything um, else that, that you might be able to do? <laughs> oh, that I would care enough about to not. Yeah, <laughs> or just to say that you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, even if it was like... I know, but that's wanting to get out of the first one. I'm not really wanting to get out of But the something first that one. would keep you in LA. Like, maybe you agreed to help a, you know... Um, someone move. A volunteer activity. Move. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Maybe one of I'll your friends breaks their leg. Just do a quick AIDS walk. Quick AIDS walk. <laughs> There's a marathon. Some sort <laughs> yeah. of local... I don't know what you do. So, it's so, tricky. so, but you said, which one did you say yes to first? I or not yes, but like, which one did you I can't you? recall. I think that I thought his weekend away was the weekend of his birthday. Ah. And it's three weeks later. A clerical error. <laughs> so it is, I, I'd have to like go into the records, but my guess is I said yes to his thinking it was around his, we want to go away for his birthday. Thinking oh. it was around his birthday. And then went and bought these other tickets and then was like, oh, the birthday weekend is not the birthday weekend. It's three weeks later. Yeah, it's it sounds like you're going to end up staying in L.A. Wow. That's just my read <laughs> on the situation. I'm curious why. I think because it's like that's the default. And if you're waiting to see how things unfold, chances are you're going to wait and see and then be in L.A. There's another wrinkle. Oh. I bought the tickets to this show on Saturday night and then... There's a venue that I've never been to and the parents bought, were like, well, you've never been to Royal Festival Hall. Oh, no. So we bought tickets for Sunday night for that. And I'm just like, oh, boy. Oh, so yeah. now you got a two. So um, now I've got a two event weekend, both events, by the way, <laughs> which like are really for them. But they spent money on you. Yeah, but I spent money on them too. Right. But I, also, it doesn't matter that they spent money on me. They... That's less the point. They can always take somebody else with yeah. them. Um, and they and they're like they'll enjoy it, but it was the thought. I say you go to the godparents thing and then you take your friend out for a really nice dinner. I know. It's just he doesn't there I think I would be diminished just a tad 
in his eyes because he doesn't really ask for anything. And he, his wife has organized this, this weekend. And is it look, does it look fun? Well, I'm not a person who wants to go stay at a house with six other couples, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. even they seem to know that. So they were like, well, you guys can stay in a hotel and then come over for dinner and for this. Right. I don't know. It's tricky. The older people are older. Yeah. But you know, if you don't go see the older people, you'll find another weekend to go out there. Don't you think? I was just there actually a week ago. Not, doesn't that change something i don't know but do this is the kind of thing that would stress me out so much like maybe a couple years ago but now i've gotten to a point where when this stuff happens and especially if it ever happens with jobs because you know when you book a job there's a good chance you're going to get some offer for something else that's like conflicting like just because that's how stuff always happens it's like nothing and then two things on the exact same day Mm -hmm. it would stress me out so much but now i literally just leave my body and I'm like, this is in someone else's hands. It's just going to have to so you just work out. don't respond to the emails anymore? I just go away. <laughs> I say if they want me, they'll find me. And they don't, don't ever find know, I don't really understand how in practice that philosophy works. <laughs> no, it just means like I'm not going to make a decision until something happens that makes it really clear to me that this is... Well, I've sort right of, that's what I've sort of done is yeah. left it to the fates at the moment. Because what's the use in stressing about it? It just is what it is. But yeah. you would always well, talk to the godparents and be like, hey, if this is uh, this is a bad idea, but I'm just saying it. If this is important to you, blah, blah, blah. But my friend, no, if <laughs> this is important, if this thing I organized on your behalf and yeah. paid for is, is important. I'm to sorry, you. but my gut says you go to the godparents. Really? Yeah, mm, nice. I know. 50 50 split. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting because I was like friend's birthday party. No, I say if you planned it and older people, you know, the, because there's that's five the other, there's, yeah. there's six other couples going to this other birthday. That's true. Thing. And so then I'm not going to be the star of the birthday. No, you, you, it's you not know what your I mean? Birthday. I'm going to be the star of the other. And yeah, that's, that's true. That you know is what true. I mean? Like, let's think about that. Maria, yeah. you're, you're swaying me. You're luring me over I to am? your side. Yeah. Yeah. I just think like, yeah, if it's a one-on-one kind of thing and they seem super excited about it and yeah, the friend might be disappointed, but you can always take them out to dinner and they're in LA and you can make it up to them. I don't know. I think I'll be diminished in his eyes, but that's on them. That's not on you. Oh, I think it would be fair of him to, feel that way mm. <laughs> i mean it'd be it's a good a shitty thing to do yeah. he's a great guy incredibly generous well if he's that time. great he's not going to diminish you he's going to see because he's going to know he might be disappointed i hate the idea of disappointing disappointment him. Yeah. is not diminishing D- disappointment is fine he's not mad he's disappointed yeah well we'll see well yeah, no it's like, perfect people make scheduling errors yeah people are assholes life yeah. goes on <laughs> yeah life does your best friends on. fuck you over you know like I you don't, have, to yeah. have to just decide like do you care <laughs> yeah so chime in with what you think Jessica should we do can't wait. leave you an iTunes us? review can you guys leave an iTunes review yes, saying what um, letting yeah. me know what you think I should do and yes I'll update you so Thank I you. think we should get to our big big one after this quick break Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Okay, we're back. Okay, Ooh, are I you feel refreshed? <laughs> are you ladies ready for the big, big one? Nervous. Okay. Well, I'll read it and then I'll let you kind of guess what it was inspired by because it's inspired by two films that I've smushed together. You are a working class girl and a single mom from Staten Island who is a secretary in the mergers and acquisitions department of a Wall Street investment bank. Let the river run. You aspire to reach an executive position, but no one takes you seriously because A, you're a woman who wears short skirts and B, you don't have an Ivy League education, although you did get your BA in business from night school. You have the street smarts and a lot of good ideas for the company. If only someone would give you a chance. 
One day, your boss breaks her leg in a ski accident. Through a series of mishaps and miscommunications, you're mistaken for your boss. You know that this is happening, but you don't say anything because you can't believe your dreams are coming true. You're an amazing CEO, and you completely overturned the firm with your edgy ideas. The company is thriving. But then, your boss comes back and sees you sitting in her high-back leather chair. She outs you to the company. Should you get to keep the job or be given a comparable position at the company? Or should you be fired for assuming a fake identity and posing as a CEO? Well, it's fraud. <laughs> I mean, it's a clear-cut well, case of fraud. It is yes. fraud. That is, <laughs> there's no getting around that. And the, I mean... There's the fantasy answer, and there's the fact that there's a board of directors, right, and also a uh, investors. Well, let have... me just say that this is inspired by Working Girl, but also with some elements of Second Act, the Jennifer Lopez mm-hmm. movie. Um, <laughs> wow. So, I mean, I think if there are some tweaks we want to kind of make to really wrap our heads around it, yeah, um, we can do that too. But off the bat, so Jessica, you're saying fraud. I think. It's tr- it's a tr- actually a very tricky situation because it speaks to character. And yeah. so the question really, when you watch the movie, you think, boy, she's got so much chutzpah and gumption and like, wow, yeah. like, that's awesome. Like, anybody can be anything if they just want it bad enough, you know. And that's a nice lesson. But it really is a question of, like, you are you are misleading investors you have made everybody feel like a fool you would like to think that people can put that aside and factor in you never hear anybody at the end of those movies say well i gotta say this Tess, knowing your background knowing where you came from knowing the way that society works you really weren't gonna ever have this opportunity so we we give you a free pass on that like that's never articulated it's always just like it either works out or it doesn't work out, but no yeah. one ever says the odds are stacked against you in society. We as a company recognize that now. We're really impressed with the work that you've done and and actually we'd like to keep you on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and But it is a character issue because you have lied to everybody at that you almost want the person to get the job at another company. Right. right. Well, it's I think part of it that's like a little makes a difference to me is that you're kind of a passenger. The ball gets rolling without you because people are right. mistaking you. I think it is different if you're going in and posing as an exec. Like there is a um a movie with um But there's the moment where you get yeah. to where you could say, Oh yes. I'm sorry, I'm not Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess maybe putting ourselves in but good ideas can come from anywhere that's right and it can you blame this woman though is is kind of my question and i don't think so because she really has nothing to lose i guess she could go to jail and lose her child (laughs) (laughs) now that i think of it but it's like at a certain point do you think it's ever really happened I bet. Well, I bet in the way where people lie on their resumes. Yeah. That yeah. Well, that someone like totally that, unqualified. Who's that uh-huh. woman? That's fair. The, the the this woman. Who's this? The woman? tiny woman. No, um, I'm putting my fingers up. And the pill woman. The pill Th- woman. Theranos. Oh, Elizabeth. Oh yeah. Ban- uh, Not Elizabeth. Thanks. <laughs> Elizabeth Holmes. It's that thing of like. Well, they're also that wasn't a pill. That's a like a nano blood needle. Yes, it was yeah. called the what was that oh, thing called? Um, the nano. Um, the blood. The blood needle. Yeah, something like that. No. Um, but th- but her situation right was like she she it wasn't she was lying to everyone, but she was like still trying to. Her original idea was correct, right? Like it was a no. Okay. Her idea was never sound. Okay. And that was, she just wanted it to be really hard. And so the idea of it, but this is what Silicon Valley is. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, they all, this is their, they all want a unicorn. So they all want a company. Somebody has an idea. It's a great, her idea is a great idea. Yeah. The question then becomes, is it possible? Right. So then you raise all this money to make to try and see if we can figure it out. We want to make a car that drives by itself. 
you know, like, okay, great idea. We can, can we make one or can we mass produce them? Is what is the like health and safety issues? Like, are people going to die in these cars? You know, like there's all whatever goes into building a company around an idea. Right. So she had this idea, which was a revolutionary idea. What if you could just get blood tests in Walgreens or wherever on the battlefield, this place, that place, and you would immediately get your results. And what if you could do it with just a prick of blood because people hate blood and diabetics are constantly it's having like to saying, prick their blood and all that it's stuff. It's like me saying, like, I wish that I had a magic carpet I could fly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and kind then, of. And, and then, then you raise a billion dollars and you start testing stuff out, and then but it's not working. But then you, you say, no, 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 we, we've got one. It was very clear. <laughs> it was very clear that it wasn't going to work. At least the other problem was not just that it couldn't, some version of it couldn't, it couldn't develop into some other version. The other problem was that she wanted it to look how she wanted it to look and to act how she wanted it to act. And the engineers were telling her like, well, we can do this, but the box has to be like the size of this table instead of looking like a Mac printer. And she was obsessed with Steve jobs. And so she wanted everything to like look great and be, and it's like, well, that's the ideal, but Right. We could do like a not sexy lab in a Walgreens. And also she also wanted it to do like 300 blood tests, like like screen for 300 things instead right. of it could really only do like two or three things in the end. So overall, where- but she knew at some point that it wasn't working, but she was a total psychopath. And yeah. Just kept going. It's this kind of fake it till you make it mentality. And I think um, which we have to respect because part of that is also like what this country is about like this idea that tests in working girl or whatever is told we're all told from childhood that you can do what you want to do. you should be able to do anything and theory in theory in this country more than any country in the world that's a possibility but there are all these barriers so i guess it, it's also fair to say like well those people aren't playing fair. Those barriers are not fair. So how do I get around that? It's the same thing with racism or homophobia or, or homophobia or whatever, where it's like, well, we'll just find a way to not, we'll find another reason we can't hire you. Or we'll start earlier than that and we won't, we won't admit you to certain universities. And then you'll need that university to get into this job and blah, blah, blah. So I think, that gumption is necessary is it, in many cases. Is it fair? I mean, in this scenario, in the in the Melanie Griffith scenario, she's um she's breaking a law, right? Because she's being fraudulent in like a you know, in a workplace. But is there something to, you know, what about if it's outside of the law and it's just kind of like culturally? Like think of like JT Leroy or something like that. Okay. And think of like that woman. So that woman was wrote a book, this this just like middle aged woman wrote a as a t- a, tra- a trans got a guy uh i don't think jt she was playing someone who's trans i'm not sure yeah Yeah, she she was was. she was um but i would but but she was trans in a she was she was transitioning when she came out to people but i didn't know if there was an actual transition was there but anyway it was a it it was was a gender ambiguous But she wrote she wrote these stories about a a young boy who had been through hell and back and she was writing it as this guy and people were loving it and responding to it. But it was her just writing. It was like this. But no one knew her face. And then basically when she was being asked to go be in public she then hired her cousin or her um sister-in-law or some someone so in the family um knew her sister-in-law to yeah, play this guy to, to to play the guy and then they duped all the world for like the next year or so yeah I mean, and and this is interesting and when it they were um the the fake author was friends with all these celebrities was getting invited to all these chic parties and something similar to this happened more recently um on the la municipal dance squad this woman named penelope has a brand called fashion brand company who's a woman-run clothing um she's a woman-run clothing brand and um a while ago they were looking for investors and she and her partner 
they created a fake male persona who as the head of the company and they got all this interest from investors and then it came out later that they were actually two girls who had created a fake male CEO um, and they were taken much more seriously through doing this and they actually just sold their life rights to be optioned into a movie. Wow. Um, But is that morally wrong to do something like that? Well, I think in the case, so... The JT Leroy thing was absolutely... You can look at it as performance art and you can put it in that category. And that was kind of what those people were doing. But they also were, to me, I mean, look, it's so hard to have a book be a sensation. Right. And if people were responding to this sensational book, but the book was fiction, it wasn't autobiographical. But it was claimed to be autobiographical. Right. But that's where the lie starts. Like this woman could have written a fictional book. Yeah. Maybe people would have read it and maybe not. Probably not. Right. Just because of the amount that it takes to publicize, you know, like how do you cut through the noise kind of thing. And that's what they did with this character. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's fraud. That to me is, I don't have the sympathy for them that I have for working girl. Really? But there's, but, but with working girl, I mean, it really is, I guess, okay, so you're saying with Working Girl, it's that she's kind of fallen into this. And at any point, she could have said, hey, I'm not who you think I am. So that's her being passive in the situation, right? And in the JT Leroy situation, they're not being passive. They're aggressively lying. But aren't they, in the end, kind of the same thing of, say, of not helping or like not, it's that... um tram dilemma or whatever where it's like you can pull the lever and um the the tram will veer to the right and kill one person or you could stand back and let the tram go straight and kill like 10 people that's like how is that the same thing because it's it's like being passive as bad as taking action and they're both killing someone by being passive you let it kill 10 people by doing action you have it kill one person, but then you're responsible for it killing one. So person. you're saying the G- JT Leroy, they were more active in the con. Yes. Uh, but to me, I kind of love it all because you're making assholes look like assholes. You know what I mean? Like the people that you're duping. But in the JT Leroy. So I guess for me at the heart of it, you're not making assholes look like assholes at the heart of it. You're making assholes of your fans. The people yeah. that read her, her, uh, her meaning the woman who wrote it's uh, life story connected so hard to that person. That's what made them a celebrity. They felt everybody had all this empathy for this. Per- oh my God, this person has lived this horrible, horrible life. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. this is an incredible story. And look how she's basically Truman Capote or he, she, I don't know what the, I don't know how they, I don't know what they, how they called the character at the yeah. time. Um, and so you're conning your audience. You're not conning the book publisher. You're also conning the book publishing industry, but you're really conning your audience. And so it would be like doing this show and saying you're somebody and not, and I mean like, but with the other one, I agree you're exposing people for who they are, which is you guys say that, all you care about is the business succeeding, but you don't want to hear my ideas. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think of it from the fan's perspective. So in that way, I do that's think... That's who's buying those books. Yeah, that's interesting because I do think that there's something Whereas different Whereas if it's fiction, there. then it can be whatever it wants to be. But it's also in the working girl scenario. I mean, you're saying you're making assholes look like assholes, but that's a very broad statement as in like there may you're be... You're exposing the system might be a better way to You're exposing the system, it. but in the process, you may be burning down, you know, other people's careers and business and and everything that may not be that i mean for the overall you know the the overall system sure but there's going to be a trail of people left behind you that were well yeah because you're going to fall in love with someone harrison ford yeah Yeah. but how are you going to not fall in love with shakespeare shakespeare in love is another this is like very common in movies she was wrong she was dead wrong you think so to do that no (laughs) that was just that was wrong to do what she did. That was disgusting. Yeah. I did not appreciate what she did to Shakespeare. <laughs> um, but the other thing in thinking about the difference between the JT Leroy and the the working girl thing is that there is this sense of artistic value to it in a way because you do look... And, and the other thing with JT Leroy is 
it's the working girl is scamming the system. I would say JT Leroy is doing the same thing because what they were able to kind of become by being exactly what they wanted those celebrities to be around and be um, like fawn over. I mean, when you watch those documentaries on it and you see these celebrities being like just fawning over the fact that this person they want to be part of this person's life they've never seen anything like it it's like you're exposing this need to kind of be around sycophants and you, stuff you know like what that. was so disgusting was the Joaquin Phoenix thing Oh, you remember the, what was that? I'm His documentary. Here. I'm I not really. I never watched that. It, I mean, it was kind of interesting. I saw him at the airport the other day. <gasps> you did? When, yeah. What was he like? Having a giant glass of wine at 10, <gasps> and a cheese board at 10 a.m. Oh, oh my God. God. And then I, yeah, and then I hilariously opened the Sun newspaper, uh, this British newspaper. He was in the lounge, and then we weren't on the same flight. And then in the in the paper, it talked all about like he was doing interviews for the Joker. And one of the quotes was, um, you know, talking about his past addiction and stuff like that. And it said, now he only drinks on planes. Ah! And I was like, I was like, oh, that is so smart. It would have been like if anybody sees you in the lounge having a glass of wine at 10 a.m., oh, oh nobody could say a thing. He's a nervous flyer. It would have been oh funny God. if you would opened the paper and the picture in the paper was the picture of him drinking wine and eating cheese. It, ha- it happened like within 10, within 10 minutes That's of seeing him, scary. I was opening the newspaper and I was just laughing. You wow. can confirm. Yeah, he, <laughs> he looks just like Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, mm, has yeah. he put him any weight back on? Um, I would, yes, definitely. He but good? he's not, he's not, you know, like chubby or anything like that. But he looked like a regular sized person. He mm, looked as good, as opposed to his skinny. Do you look happy? He looked chill. He looked, uh, yeah, he looked, um, he looked, he looked at peace. Did, was he kind of staring ahead or did he have a book or he was coming back to sit down I didn't want to stare at him he came, was coming to sit back down by his cheese board and his um glass of wine I don't know if he'd just been to the bathroom or what was going on but he looked like relaxed I'm sure I mean as much as he can he has that look of that pinched nerve thing yeah. in his neck you know yeah. but he was wearing like jeans and a black hoodie and some converse and okay you know, he so seemed, he was dressed like me he seemed like he was okay like Moving through the world. Maybe he was going on vacation. I don't think. I think I'm not at this point. I when think it comes he was out flying, next week. Yeah. Excuse me, flying back from London doing press. Wow, but he so seemed like he had it figured out to the extent that it could be at this time in his life. Uh, could we ask for anything more? No, but you know, there's that feeling of like, he didn't seem like super nervous that people might be looking at him. He knew that people would look at him, but like you can kind of feel it. Yeah. Like how they wear it. Mm-hmm. Or if they make a scene or they don't or, you know, famous people. And he mm. just kind of was like being a dude. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. But you were going to say. <laughs> the I'm uh, not here. Oh, I'm not here documentary. That one grosses me out because it's like just these two famous white guys just like trying to mess with people because they can and they're trying to comment on fame but they themselves are famous so it was just like that one grossed me out i don't like anything pranky ever oh so you're not a big like borat (laughs) fan actually i love borat i do love borat yeah yeah i do it's funny i do love borat and i like um bruno too (laughs) and i like it's funny i do like those i think that's the exposing hypocrisy thing yeah um but also i think he's brilliant at that like just letting the joke last for like yeah i don't he's just has balls of steel to sit there while that stuff happens instead of being like yeah i gotta get out of here right um i do love borat but in general <laughs> i do not enjoy a prank or uh you don't like cranky man on anchors. the street you don't like a jackass no hmm. the jackass jackass they're, I guess they're pranking each other. But they do It'll make me laugh stuff. like four or five times. But yeah, I don't need to watch Bad Grandpa. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. And that's that says a you, lot. And that, yeah. and that's, yeah. But that maybe it's fun. I mean, I bet it would laugh, make me laugh four or five times. I just, I don't like making fools of people, really. And so, well, that. Unless they have it coming to them, I guess, which is what Borat would be. But who's to say they have it coming to them? I mean, I mean, who's the judge of the, how they have it coming? My to them. my opinion. So then, in the case of the working girl, gal, 
I mean, I, I just don't think it's just hard for me because in the working girl situation, I have two opinions where it's like, I, you know, I'm all under, you know, lie on your resume. Why the hell not is my whole thing of like of like to get ahead. If you've got the ability to do something and the only way to get ahead, I'm not saying like the furthest I would go would say, would be to like lie on my resume. Like I wouldn't, you know, pretend pretend I was someone I wasn't. But <clears throat> but you would just pretend to have a degree from Harvard Business School. Not that. But I'd say I could like jet ski. You know what I mean? But and then just figure it out when the time came. Yes. So you'd be in mm-hmm. charge of a huge company whose job is mergers and acquisitions, and, and then you just like figure it out when you got. No, there. no, no. If I like knew, if I was like good at it, <laughs> I was good at. If I knew I was good at that, like I was, uh, I, I wouldn't lie about something that. That you I, couldn't deliver the goods on. Yes. That's yes. a big difference. Yeah. I would. It would be something I could deliver the goods on, and I I know I could. Like you would say, oh, I have my masters. Yeah. In. Mergers, yeah. yeah, mergers and acquisitions, and then I, you know, I'd be able to do it. I would never ever lie about anything like that. I don't Not think even I to get I a job. I think I would either. No, I would be too nervous. Oh, see, I'd figure it out. That's the thing. Like, if it was like, hey, we're casting this role, and you need to be able to like um, uh, uh, horseback ride or something, and you need to be like a proficient horseback oh, rider. Oh no, are you kidding? Well, th- I'd say yes, and then I'd go take. But if I got the job, I'd go take horseback yeah. lessons. But you right can't away. become a proficient horseback rider in like two lessons. I'd fi- no, 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 it wouldn't be two. I'd, I'd, I'd get, I'd make sure it happened. But to open that door, it'd be like, yeah, I'll be able to do that. Well, I learned that my lesson with that the hard way when I had roller skating on my special skills. Oh no, and I was in a um sketchers commercial okay and all of a sudden they put me like i didn't know what was happening but they switched my part i didn't book a roller skating part thank god i booked another role where my line this is when i was like 22 and my line was i was walking on a pier and i said i haven't fit into these jeans since college (laughs) and i was like 22 (laughs) yeah last week (laughs) yeah and so they were like watching the monitor being like this doesn't make sense let's trade her out with this other girl so they traded me out and put me in roller skates. Okay, so along this pier, and I was supposed to just like <laughs> right into the ocean through oh frame um, on this pier, and I could not do it. I was like walking, you know, how you like walk with oh, the big clumpers on. So what they had to do is get two PAs on either side of the pier, oh, God. and they pushed me. So one would push me, and I would just sail along the pier, and then the other one would catch me. Oh God! I would, oh my goodness! It was horrifying. What if that was the commercial? It turned out they were just doing a wide shot. <laughs> Of them, <laughs> but anyway, I wouldn't. I would not lie on my resume like that. But and, unless it was something like I already did know how to do, but I just didn't have the certificate or something, then I could. I wish I it. had a little bit more of that street urchin in, in me. Like, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that. Now. I don't. I, I really do wish. I think I would. That would stand me in good stead in my life to have a little more. Do you um, think? To when, blur the lines a mm-hmm. little bit more. Do you think when it comes to doing it for art that it's... Do, do you think there's something that we've gained as a society because something like J.T. Leroy existed? Yes. I do too. But I think that's performance art. But I don't of. think they meant it to be. I think it... it, it well, it they was were born... performance artists. Oh, because I, fe- I thought... They had like that band and they were right. part of that whole San Francisco scene. But I don't... I think, honestly, everything that we're talking about goes the qu- goes to intent. The question is yes. intent. They wanted to rip people off and make a lot of money and they thought it was kind of... I think it probably snowballed, but they were like... I think they had a little bit of that of like, fuck yeah, let's see if they'll take it. Will they eat more of this? Will they eat more yeah. of this? And when they started eating it, they were probably like, whoa. And and I think, no, I think they were hungry for it yeah. and, and greedy and like, let's just see what we can get out of this. And and to this day are pretty indignant about it. Um, it I read some article with her last year, but I think with like, do you or don't you hire the person at the end of the fraud? is about intent. It's always that scene. I can't remember where they have that scene in, with Melanie Griffith and Harrison Ford where she's basically just like, I just wanted to do this thing and no one was going to let me. And so I did. And if that makes me a bad person, then, you know, like you can decide how you feel about me, yeah. essentially. But I think her intention was that she deserves a better life and that she knows she's good at this and she proved she was good at it. You know what I mean? So it's like... 
what happened to the boss? I forget what happened when she the broke boss. Her legs came. And then did she come back? I'm yes, sure she, she came she back. back. Yeah, she comes back, and that's how the whole ruse unfolds. Right. Yeah. I just so final thoughts because then we we're going to get to our dear big one. But <clears throat> I just feel like when it comes to like a lot like like duping people like that. It's hard for me to be on board with it. And I and like just because you think you deserve it. Oh my God, it, you just spent the whole podcast saying that you would have done any of these things. No, no, no. I'm saying like a little thing to get ahead. But I'm saying like a huge dupe where like you're saying like, like it being the pretending you're the head of a company. Like no, like no. But I'm saying like to get a foot in the door. Yeah. Do what you need to do mm-hmm. to get your foot in the door. I see. And but then don't, work your way up but when don't you're in there. Jump on the desk, you know, and, and start dancing around because, you know, there's other people that y- you can't decide that you're more fit for something than than everyone else. Uh, but I think you can. And if you know, like the thing is, for me, I'm all for it because if you know and you're sitting there day after day and you, you're doing the work and you have the ideas and you know you can execute it, then I'm I'm into it. But why not? Why can't she start her own company? Because she's a woman. No, she see, have that's what I... The, the, the thinking she's owed something is the something that I think bothers me, which I think is different than the JT Leroy thing where they're doing what they're doing and they're getting traction from what they're doing, even if the thing they're doing is a lie. Or in the Melanie Griffith thing is, I'm owed this, give it to, give it to me, and oh, they're not going to give it to me, then I'm going to basically fraudulently get my way in. No, what she's saying is I'm owed a chance, yeah. not I'm owed the job. And I'm owed an opportunity. And that show, that movie takes place at a very specific time yeah. when a woman couldn't get an opportunity. Like, if you did that now, it would be like, it would not fly at all. But then not when women because- get opportunities, they become Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> so you, this is why you think women shouldn't get opportunities. So there's only two women in the world? There's Melanie um, Griffith. No, but, but in fairness, a lot of Silicon Valley companies are just made of dust. Like yeah. nothing, you know, yeah. the whole that whole economy is insane. Like people just raise money and give money and hope that one of these things explodes. But she knew for far too long. She really was, in, was drunk on the power of the thing. What yeah. she really wanted... From being a child, said she wanted to be a billionaire. She didn't want to revolutionize oh the health indri- what industry. What would you do if your kid said, oh, "When I grow up, I just want to be a billionaire"? I would be so delighted. Uh, really? really? Oh, it mean that I would be taken care of. Yeah, but then no, you're raising a, a you're raising a sociopath. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What are your final thoughts? Hmm. I just think it's I I think it's situational, but I'm a far too forthcoming person to do any of those things. Mm-hmm. And I do think though that when the system is not rewarding, when we're not in a meritocracy, when the system is not rewarding that you're good at your job or that you're able to do something and not giving someone an opportunity, I find it hard to fault someone who tries to find a workaround for that. But yeah. if I ran that company, I'm not sure I would keep that person on. No, I wouldn't either. Amanda, but Wall Street is like full of people who are just That's the thing. It's people like, over all the exactly. time. I know. Yeah. I, I I think it's a cutthroat industry, and I feel like this, the mergers and the mergers and acquisitions. M and A's. We can call it M and A's. M and A's is a cutthroat industry, and I I like it. I'm in. I'm doing it, and I would let her keep her job. I mean, maybe not that exact position, but I would definitely give her a promotion from being a secretary. Oh, yeah. Because I like the grit. I like the gumption. It's always how the story ends. And you also like the ass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, she's skinny legs. She's great. She's got she's she's got a smile for days. She does. Natural charm, Melanie. It really is. It's like this shy. It's like this coy sexuality. Mm hmm. So sh- do you have a dear big ones, Maria? Yes, I do. So this anyway, is- I hope that you enjoyed that discussion. About- I certainly did. Okay, good. I hope you enjoyed oh, it. Oh wow, Matt! Great. Matt just texted me, and I'm sure this is what all the listeners are thinking. Amanda's husband just texted me. Is he listening to us? No, <laughs> this is live. But live. he said, "What movie did you bleep out on the latest big ones?" Oh, I've been getting those texts all morning. Really? Yeah, because Maria who? won't refuses to shit talk any Hollywood movies in case she I don't want to burn chance. any bridges. She doesn't want to burn any bridges. So oh. she always bleeps out what oh, she's what a prison you live in i know is it or is it uh am i free i don't understand it because <laughs> i can bleep out what i could say whatever i want and just leave it out uh how many people have texted you about uh, it just one my, just my sister i'll never tell 
Uh, okay, so th- I do tell people though when they ask. Uh, well, then you tell them, but then I'll say no. That's not who. That's not what I okay, said. Okay, fine. We'll play that. <laughs> She's game. wrong. Um, okay, this is when a listener writes in and and asks for help with their little moral dilemma. Okay, here we go. Hold on one second. By the way, I'm only crossing my arms because I'm freezing. Oh, it's so yeah, cold in I here. Know. Yeah, I, I know. know. But I'm cold all the time. But it is cold in here. And we sneak out. There's like a thermostat in the hallway that you can, it's on a timer. So we sneak out as much as we can and turn it off. But then the men, they turn it back on. Oh, that's the, that's the workplace. I know. It is. We're, we're in it. Okay. Well, uh, let's do this one because this one has a, um, it has kind of what we were talking about. Amanda, do you want to read? Okay. Um, Here's my little big one. Um, What's the deal with pranksters? Like it sounds kind of cool and funny when guys like George Clooney do pranks on set. I encourage you to watch this clip summary of Clooney pranks for insight. But we all we all we know. all know that Clooney. So as someone prank. who's like, let's do a prank, just an asshole. It seems like it's giving an innocent friend a couple minutes of anxiety or discomfort. Have you guys been around any intense practical jokes or pranks? All the best, PB in Denver. This actually occurred to me because I don't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians that much, but mm-hmm. I did the other day. And did you guys that see the, Chris, the, the no? And Kris Jenner pretended to get pummeled by. Um, uh, Kim's new security team. Oh, that sounds awful. She set up this whole because they were all complaining that Kim's security is too tight and blah 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 oh blah blah. God. So they did this whole fake where they hired a body double and the security like attacked her. This is horrible. And then Kim was sobbing and and oh then she God. came home and her mom like was Kim in, like, needed a neck to be re traumatized after the Paris robbery. I know, but anyway, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of of pranks. I love a very innocent, absurd surprise. Like that mm-hmm. could be considered like a prank. Well, like the time this is, I've never loved my husband more than the time we were eating pizza just on this little balcony. And there was like a podium, like a hostess stand, and it had a little string hanging from it. And I went in to go to the bathroom and I came back out and Matt went, oh my God, you have to pull that string. Just go pull it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like what's going to happen? I was a little scared. And so I walked over there and I pulled the string and nothing happened. It was just a string. <laughs> so I don't know if you can consider that a prank. Yeah, I don't like huge. I I don't like it when it's like let's all gang up on this person and and laugh. But I do love um, I do love making someone um for a slight moment feel like a, a bit of a fool. I think that's funny. Yeah, I think it's when it's done in good humor, in jest, it's okay. But I think, and also when it has to be really specific to the person or the situation. But yeah, in general, whenever people are like put out a box of free chocolates okay and then you go to have a box of free you like try to have a chocolate and you're like they're made of shit and you're like i don't need that you're like um so i'm an idiot because i trusted like is this what happened where you're gonna do the yelp review earlier no (laughs) no but i mean anyone anything where you're like oh okay so the premise is i trusted you like i trusted the way society works and i yeah. You offered me a chocolate and I took one. Yeah. So I'm an so that's funny. I'm an asshole. Like anything like that is never right. funny to me. But when it's like probably I don't know what Clooney's pranks are, but when it has to do with a situation of like let's say somebody's the big boss and everybody knows yeah. they love this thing and da 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 and then we're going to pull them in here and trick them into thinking it's this yeah. and blah blah. But Kim, I mean Chris getting pummeled by and a body double yeah, is like it's not okay. Also, you're her mother. Like, what are you doing? I mean, I I like again a good natured prank, but anything that like a whoopee cushion, I'm I don't like. I don't, don't love like a that. scare either. Oh no no no! I don't need a scare no. ever. Amanda's thinking uh, she does like a scare. So you don't like a whoopee cushion, but you like a scare. I like a. Like someone coming around the corner and going, gotcha. Not exactly like that, but more (laughs) like um, maybe a hidden little something that you open your medicine cabinet, an innocent scare. Like what? Well, like snakes out of a can. Yeah. Oh, spring snakes. I do. I love spring snakes. You like a surprise though. Yeah, That goes back to your surprise. surprise. Also, now that I know, I'll surprise you. No, no, not you though. Too close. Too, Too close. close. I, I'll punch you and then I don't want you to press charge. No, charger. punch me. I, I dare you to punch me. <laughs> no. Well, I need the money. 
Jessica, did you have fun? I had a great time. Thank really? you for having me. It was yeah. a little cold, as I said. Yeah, yeah. we can't. It's but the other than place. being a little cold, I had a great time. Oh, that's yeah. good. Well, where can people? What do you? What do you got going on? Do you want people to look so for anything? So little, no, nothing. Do you want nothing. someone to find you on look Instagram? For or I something? want somebody to give me a job before October nineteenth. <laughs> that's what I really okay. want. All right. Okay. Um. No, I'm on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in on this and that and I'm in uh you know I'm on the Instagram and the uh, but barely okay, I, I know I'm not doing don't my, bother I, Only, yeah instead I mean, of following or just write and review yeah if you say do me a favor write a review about how great I was yeah in the iTunes section that'd be really that'll nice. make my day that's be great. great that sounds awesome you no know, I'm on Big Mouth which just which is um coming out this week that's great yeah, Netflix baby Netflix Big Mouth and then this and that so and when cagey. does that start? I don't like the worst self-promoter. <laughs> you really yeah. are. I could have, li- I could literally be in Martin Scorsese's The Irishman coming out in, you know, like the movie of the year. And I would be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Watch that. I'm in that. Oh, see, I would be screaming that from the rooftops. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not in it. I'd say, I'm in The Irishman. Yes, I'm not. But I am in Big Mouth, which I love more than anything. That's great. Go. I play Jesse's mom, Shannon Glazer. Well. Love it. That's great. That's what's Thank it like being so part of the, the Netflix family? It's, is it fun? It's such a warm embrace. Are the Stranger mm. Things kids cool? Um, oh, it's what they're 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 so great. Those kids. Yeah. Um, no, I've never met them, but uh, I imagine they're they're a laugh riot. Oh yeah, they love it. They're loving yeah. life. I've never seen kids love life more. No, they remind all remind me of Drew Barrymore during ET mm-hmm. when she was at every party getting her little snoot into a beer somebody left on a a counter (laughs) but it's a new age they'll be fine yeah Yeah, i don't know they dress too fashion forward well it it is always funny to me when the nerdiest person in the world becomes a saint laurent model (gasps) you're right i'm just like i don't really have a lot of time but that's in nerds are in nerds are in yeah i know we missed it i missed my my moment no no no. The, the people like people like me who think like oh she could never be a model it's like i'm not nerdy enough to then become a model i'm just plain enough to never be asked Mm. Do you know what I mean? But any one of us could say that it about like ourselves. A, about me? <laughs> about you. <laughs> you guys can find us at The Big Ones Pod on Twitter. You can email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review and subscribe. Please join our Patreon. And that's it. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening to The, the Big Ones. Erios. Powered by ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.